What the hell was that? <laughs> oh, no. oh my goodness. We have our windows open. I don't know if the mics picked that up or not. Oh, it was weird, but we'll find out later. We have our windows open because it's very hot and there's wow. some cool air. I think we're getting the birds chirping. It's gotta be a bird like right outside the door chirping so loudly. Yeah, the sounds of nature at the Homewrecker Podcast. Wow. Hello everybody. Hi. <laughs> Welcome to the Homewrecker Podcast. I am. The Golden Greek Alex Arion, joined as always by my beautiful, lovely, gorgeous, amazing trophy wife, the lovely Monique. Yes, who's not wearing makeup. Oh. Yes, I did it. I. Congratulations. Not wearing makeup. Thank you. I did it. I am on. All right. Out in the public to see with no makeup. So, yeah. Wow. Mm -hmm. A milestone moment. Yes. I'm reaching honey badger status. Do you remember the YouTube video? Honey Badger don't give a shit. <laughs> I think it was, wasn't it? Honey Badger don't give a fuck. It might have been. I thought it was like everything. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, okay. I, yeah. I'm reaching Honey Badger status. I'm, I'm getting there. All right. That's what you were going for? Honey Badger status? No, I just, <laughs> I'm working on trying to not feel like I have to wear makeup all the time to be pretty. So... Oh, that's great. That's good. Yeah. Wonderful. So I was going to say, way to start the opening of a podcast. What was that? <laughs> I, I, what, what was it? I We're mean, looking at each other like. <laughs> what the hell was that? And it probably didn't even get picked up. That's the best part. And here uh, we are. Maybe it did. Maybe it didn't. If, if you hear some loud, crazy sound. Well, we don't know what it was either. So All right. On, on that note. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> Well, so I, I guess it's kind of fitting starting in, in more of a, 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 I guess, like a lighthearted kind of way, since the topic we're going to be covering today is fun and lighthearted fun and, and lighthearted and silly. It, because it's not real. It's, yes. it's we're, we're, we know it's fake. We're taking apart a, a fictional show. Yes. <laughs> that, it, that is uh, a fun show. Mm-hmm. It's a funny show. At least for us, and for a lot of people, I think it's a very popular show. Yeah, talking about The Office, yes. and we're going to be talking about the Scranton Strangler and who was the Scranton Strangler? Yes, yes. Because this is a uh, it's it's kind of a fun topic. It is. So I didn't even know the theory of who the Scranton Strangler <laughs> was until you told me, Alex. Well, I just I, I don't even remember how it came up or how I found it but 
I, I'm obviously we're both big office fans, but I, I think I am a little bit more than you maybe just because I, I don't know if I, you were it. watching it longer than I was. Yeah. I started watching it when it first, first came out. Mm-hmm. I, I saw the British version of the office. And then when I found out they were doing the American version, I had missed the first season, but bought it on DVD before the second season came out. Cause I was like, Oh, they did it in the U S too. They did a U.S. version. So I would check this out. So I bought the DVD and checked it out and then started watching it when it began in season two. And this was back in 2006, I believe, is when season two started. But the DVD in the first season was 2005. So anyway, I've been watching it since pretty much the get-go. And I there's like office podcasts now. There's, that you listen there's to. There's books. Oh, yeah. I, I've checked it all out. I, I've been a huge fan all along. And I don't, I can't, I'm not one of those people that counts how many times I've gone through and watched the show, but it's been a lot. That's all I'm going to say. It's been a lot because that's like the only show that we really watch consistently all the time now. Yeah. Like Like, psych, we go in cycles. We'll watch that for like a season or two and then we'll do office, but we've been just doing that more and more lately. Yeah. It's fun. It's just, it's just a fun show. And it's one of those shows that even the kids, they enjoy it. Like our oldest son, he watches it all the time and enjoys it. And then our two other sons, our our youngest loves it. He's four now and he Mm -hmm. loves the show. He's always asking for office, office. They don't know what's going on, I'm sure, but they they enjoy it. They just see silliness. I guess. Yeah. They just, they hear us laughing. (laughs) Yeah. So they must enjoy it. I I don't know if it's the the theme music that kind of sets the mood or, or what, but. Yeah, it's it's just a fun show, and and we talked about it last week a little bit at the end when we were teasing what we were going to be talking about today, and it's now more popular and more watch. It, it's more watched now than it was when it was actually on TV, because of Netflix and and all the streaming services. Now it's on Peacock, mm-hmm. and yeah, it's just it's found a whole new audience of, of people that weren't watching it when it was on TV, but have discovered it now, and they all love it. It's a good show. Yeah. And if you aren't familiar with The Office, I'll try to do my best to explain some stuff so you can at least follow along. Yeah. So why don't you first get into like where you came across the theory of who the Scranton Strangler was. Okay, well, the the Scranton Strangler, I think it appeared first in season six, right? Yeah. So the Scranton Strangler is a, a... character we don't see the office takes place in scranton pennsylvania yeah so we should probably mention that if you don't already know and yeah there's like a side like in the background story of the scranton strangler yes that pops up throughout this series starting in season six right there you go yeah so that it's just and i have yet to see anything about whether or not the theory that like I guess it was just a bunch of fans discovered or came up with this theory. And I don't know if it's something that was meant to be discovered, if it's something the writers had in mind or not. I, they, I, they haven't really come out and said it or admitted to it yet. Uh, but there's, well, we'll, we'll talk about it. Yeah. Get, we'll but get to it. So but how anyway, you found out. How I found out was I just, I just happened to see, I don't know if it was on Reddit or Twitter or something. Somehow it came to my attention. I went, What? And then I just started looking and I just started going down rabbit holes and finding, I went on a couple of different office forums and yeah, I think it, there's a couple of Reddit threads about it. And 
the theory is that the Scranton Strangler was a member of the office, the HR rep, Toby Flenderson. Yes. And I went, what? And then as soon as I read that, I went, it it just kind of all clicked because everything in the show, once I, once I saw that theory, I went, oh my God. It is him. It's got to be him. Once you watch the series with <laughs> yeah. that in mind, you kind of start putting it together. You start so, putting it together, yeah. And we're going to talk about some other theories about other people from The Office who some people think could be the Scranton Strangler. But right now, I want to focus on Toby Flenderson and who Toby is. Do, right. do you want so, me to kind of get yeah, into that? Yeah, so Toby go. is the HR rep. He's very quiet. He seems shy. He has a crush on Pam, the He's, receptionist. He kind of mumbles a yeah, little bit. Yeah, kind of like mutters. He kind of talks into himself like this a bit. Like very not not confident. He lacks confidence. He seems like a really nice guy who's probably a doormat. Yeah. We learn throughout the series that he's divorced. He's divorced. He has a daughter. And he has a daughter. We learn that um, he has a crush on Pam. Who is the receptionist. Yes. And also, I'm trying to think of a few other little tidbits. He, um, before he got an HR, he was a... He, he was, was in a seminary for yes. a year. Yes. And he left to get with his wife, who later got divorced him and left right. him mm-hmm. and then remarried. Yeah. And he also he does self defense because there's an episode where does where um Andy yes. one of the salesmen yes. or he, he might be the manager self- at that point gets beat up by a little girl. Yes. And um he defends he himself and, and yeah. during that episode actually we learned that he was beaten Toby was beaten by his wife because he made a comment and I'm trying to remember it, but it was kind of like about like getting beat up by a girl. Like it happens. And he's like, yeah, my ex-wife used to wail on me or demolish me or something like that. And again, it's one of those, like, it's like a throwaway line. It's like under the scope that if you're not paying attention and that's the thing with Toby, this character, you need to pay attention because it's so easy to miss the little things that, happen and come up that he says and we'll talk about some of that yeah and and it's like with toby a lot of times i actually will turn on the captions because i can't make out what he's saying or it's it's really low and a lot of times you know we have small children so there's a lot of background but sometimes i'll I'll rewind and i'll turn on the captions to see what he says because it's it's kind of hard to make out because like i said he kind of mumbles he talks really low and soft and so yeah that's where i was i i saw a couple of things he said I'm, oh that's what he said yeah what and it just kind of like, oh okay i want so, is there anything else about toby before we get into some of the other uh, yeah it, the, it's it's uh it, to get real the the actor who plays toby is uh paul lieberstein and he's actually uh one of the writers mm-hmm. and he was the showrunner for several years as well um he's directed a number of episodes so he's he's been an integral part of the production of the show not just acting but mm-hmm. the overall you know, storylines and everything like that. Like he helps craft or helped craft a number of them. So that's all. 
that, okay. But I just want anyway. to talk a little bit about the dynamic about Toby, just so you can get a background about his personality with these other characters of the show. So Michael Scott is, you know, the boss in the yeah. office, if you don't really watch it, if you're not familiar, and played by Steve Carell. And Michael Scott hates Toby. He hates HR. He Toby is the bane of Michael's existence. Toby makes life miserable, and Michael Scott has no problem sharing that feeling with Toby and everybody else he makes comments like oh you're the worst and again some comments that we're going to talk about going into everything um but Toby again he seems really nice and really just caring and sweet and Michael just like beats on him and bags on him and just is awful to him I'm smiling and, and laughing because it's so over the top ridiculously awful that it's it it's funny because it's so unrealistic. It's uh, so unrealistic. Like nobody would ever talk to anybody like that in real life ever. But it's just it's so. But I think it, it's so undeserved and it's so over the top that it's just like okay, it's funny. It's but supposed it, to be funny. it just shows that character more in a sense, like how weak he is. That you think or, or nice, but kind of like doormat. Right. That he doesn't really say anything. He doesn't really speak up. And when he does, it's very like muttering under his breath. And that kind of gives the signs of like, okay, this kind of makes sense. And we'll get into that. Then we mentioned Pam, the receptionist. Pam's character, played by Jenna Fisher, she was engaged to a guy from the warehouse for a while. Jim, a salesman, professed his love to her and eventually again spoilers but they get together yeah that's like the long the the yeah that's the the, the long storyline yeah. through the office is the romance of pam and jim pam and jim yes. and pam is really like sweet toby likes her and they're t- they're these little things where like pam what was it when um ryan started the fire and there's always little throwaway comments yeah it's like oh toby's kind of cute yeah like toby's kind of cute yeah and she makes that comment and when Uh, he leaves that one time because he leaves to go to costa rica or something i I might might have the episodes mixed up but uh she says i always thought toby was kind of cute yeah oh i always kind of had a crush on him or something like that yeah like beach day there's always (laughs) these little things Yeah, yeah beach day and Michael says Toby can't go to the beach day and he gives Pam his uh, sunscreen. She goes, oh, that's that's great because I have a two piece piece. and poor Toby's just like miserable. This girl that he has a crush on is going to be at the beach in a two piece and he's not going to be able to see it. So so there's that (laughs) dynamic where he has a thing for Pam and she is probably, she seems totally oblivious to it. No idea. And then there's Jim and it seems like Toby and Jim get along fine until he starts dating Pam and their relationship moves forward. Well, I think, I don't think it's Jim that has a problem with Toby. No. It's Toby that all of a sudden now starts kind of having an issue with I Jim. think there was like an episode or two where Jim's in charge and he kind of snaps at Toby. And it's yeah. more because he's frustrated, not because like he's embracing Michael Scott's attitude. Right. Uh, Toby has the knack to just kind of be at the wrong place at the wrong time and say the wrong thing. And again, that just goes to his character yeah. that here's this guy who you think is just trying to be nice and helpful and want to inject himself in conversation and be a part of the group. 
but he's so awkward that it just makes everything worse. Yes. Any other office members that really, I mean, there's Dwight, but I don't know if it really plays into. Uh, I mean, there's just seeing how, what a nice guy Toby is, especially early on when Dwight first uh, gets some sex ed, has some sex questions and he goes to Toby with them and Toby actually sits patiently and tries to explain to him. It's like he really wants to help people. Like that that is his goal. He wants to help people. He got into human resources because probably the job was there, but he really just wants to help people. So let's go through why, the theories why he's the Scranton Strangler. So the Scranton Strangler. Yes, yeah, so the Scranton Strangler you uh, you have in your notes here was first mentioned in season six. Episode 18, The Delivery. That was the first time they mentioned it, huh? Yes. I thought it was before then, and I looked back. So that's when um, Cece Halpert is born. So Pam and Jim have a child. Yes, yeah, so it's a two-part, and she goes into labor, and they all, they're all rushing because like she was like having contractions like two minutes apart. And then, what is it? Like, it's the next day. They don't have the baby until. So Andy got the newspaper of the day he thought she was going to be born framed. And it's like, spring has sprung or something really cute. And he's like, yeah, now I got to change it out. And he puts the paper and it says the Scranton Strangler strikes again. So that's the first mention of of the, the Scranton Strangler. Yes. And there's theory there that... Well, this is well, okay. So that's the first mention, and then he gets mentioned a few other times throughout the season, mm-hmm. right? So the theory is that apparently Toby had, or if it's Toby, the the strangler had started strangling people because obviously he'd done it prior to this mm-hmm. because the newspaper reads the the Scranton Strangler strikes again. So the theory is that he kind of loses it and has to go out and kill again because, because the woman he, the loves, woman he loves or cares about is just had a baby had with a baby somebody was, else. Exactly. And it makes you wonder, well, because there, there's some issues. Let's rewind a little bit about Toby because when Jim and Pam get married, he, you know, was like, he, yeah, he won't They're go late. into the church. Well, he won't go into ch- to the church, but that was explained when he talked about when he was in the seminary and him and God don't quite have that relationship. He, yes. You know, so uh, people use that as a reason, like, well, if he's guilty, he, you know, has a guilty mind. He can't connect with God. Yeah. But they already explained it. And I don't know how that got missed, that I, he was in the I, I don't know, but it, but it also fits, again, for the whole yeah. him not wanting to go to church because now he's gone so far the other way where he's actually started to take lives, which if you're religious and you're into the Bible and the Ten Commandments, one of the first commandments is thou shall not kill. But so. when Jim and Pam get married, he goes to the wedding yes. and they're late and he kind of smirks. He's happy and, you know, makes a comment like, yeah. oh, yeah, you know, someone so called it wasn't going to last. And then they walk right through and he's no, like, that's not that was what? No, that, what are you saying? That's not. That's not what he you're, said? You're mixing up the line. Okay. Yes. Well, anyway, anyway, he commented about it, them not lasting, and he was happy about it. Yeah. And then they walk through, and he, he is disappointed. Sure. So one could wonder, maybe that's like they went through, they got married, maybe that's when he first started. And there's theory thrown out there and speculation that 
because of the way he's treated by everyone, he snaps. And Which, it's just one thing on top well, of another that right. causes him to snap. Which, yes, and that's that's why if this is the writers actually wrote it for Toby to be the Scranton Strangler, if that was their fucking genius, because it all makes sense, it yeah. all lines up perfectly. Mm-hmm. Like I said, they have not admitted it yet, and it was never something that was put out there until these fans kind of came up with the theory and mm-hmm. put it all together uh so yeah it was it was kind of genius because again yeah he is just sh- like piled on so much by michael and then a couple other instances like you mentioned from other random people who just they pile on him and pile on him he gets divorced his wife used to beat him and up. they tease him about it they, like it, about being divorced well michael teases him about yeah. being divorced mostly but yeah it, he just gets piled on and piled on and piled on and then he likes a uh, uh, falls for Pam and she is single for a little while, but they never, nothing happens. And then she gets with Jim and then he's like, oh, I lose my, you know, loses his chance again. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's one of those things where you can see that just over and over and over and just getting piled on and piled on and piled on and getting frustrated and frustrated and frustrated. You can see he gets pushed to a limit. Mm-hmm. So if, if that is the actual, if that's what's going on, if he really is the Scranton Strangler, it, it kind of makes, makes sense, sense where, right, mm-hmm. where he would get pushed to that. Now, the next um, moment where the Scranton Strangler makes a big appearance is in season seven, is it? Season seven, episode seven, viewing party. That's the one where they have a Glee viewing party at Gabe's house with Erin, right. the new receptionist. And in the very beginning, the cold open... They're all sitting at a computer monitor watching the news, but they're at Toby's desk. Yeah, the the, the entire office is at is, is hovered around Toby's desk. They're watching the news and they're seeing that the, the, the Scranton Strangler, Strangler has been his his home has been surrounded, or he's been or wherever he's he been is, cornered he's, in a house. Yeah, he That's barricaded himself or something. Yeah, they don't say who it is or anything like that, and then. They, they show a car chase. They show a car chase starts kind of like, you know, reminiscent of the OJ Bronco, mm-hmm. but it wasn't a Bronco. But anyway, something along those lines. And the whole officer runs out. Because they're like, Michael's like, that's our street. That's, that's our, our street. street. So they all, yeah, they run out and they go to the conference room. They look out the window and they see the car, the car. drive by and it's everything. It's the cruisers driving but the by. Only, the only member, cast member that's not there, the only office member that's not there is Toby. Mm-hmm. Where's Toby? Now, so, one, so there's a couple things about that. Uh, so Toby's missing. Yeah. One of the car that goes by, people are saying that's Toby's car. Now, it's been said that they just use, like, there's cars that are always parked off for sure. the set, and they just use one of the cars because it was there. But it was, you, you definitely know it was not Pam or Jim's car. Yep, it wasn't Michael's Creed. car. It wasn't Creed's yep, car. It wasn't Creed. wasn't Meredith's van. Mm-hmm. So all the, all the folks whose vehicle, it wasn't Dwight's car, all these people yep. whose cars you know for sure because they, they pointed it out at some point or another up until that point in the in the series. Mm-hmm. It's it is a car that was in the parking lot, yeah. and I think. It, but they never say who, and they never really point that out in remember, the show. Though, like when you see people leaving, if we see Toby getting the car, I'll have I to pay more attention. We'll have for to that. pay more attention, but yeah, it, yeah, it may be something that's kind of like. But it's speculated that it's yeah. Toby's car. Now, yeah. another thing is when they're watching um, with the standoff. Toby's phone rings and Kelly just picks it up and hangs it up. 
and speculated that, well, if somebody's calling the office, the line would go to Pam at the front desk and she transfers everybody. So they would have to have that direct extension. So who would have that number who would be calling? And it's speculated. People have said they think it's Toby calling because he's cornered and he wants to confess or say something and he just gets hung up on. So he's calling him his The line for somebody... To pick up, which but he's calling his own desk yes, line. That doesn't which really make I any think, sense. Yes, so maybe he called the front desk and nobody answered, and he tried different extensions. I don't know. That to me is a little eh, iffy because, well, yeah, I get it. He knows his own extension, but if he's not there, who's to say anyone would answer? Or he was maybe calling to confess into his voicemail. Yeah, perhaps? maybe. I don't know. Yeah, they were saying like maybe he's calling to confess. Who knows? The other thing is at the viewing party, that whole episode, Toby's not there. Now, again, one could argue and say oh, that's right. he's yeah. not in the episode. And that's just why they have episodes where nobody's there. There's an episode where Jim, I believe, is in the cold open, but not in the rest of the episode, the yes. New Year's re- resolution one. Yeah. Who's to say? I think it's a fun theory for that, but that one I feel is a little slightly more reaching. More of like okay. wishful hoping. Okay. So wh- wh- what do you have next? So Going season seven, here. episode 11, classy Christmas. This is okay. where Michael Scott becomes so happy because Toby announces he got jury duty. He's got chosen for jury yes, duty. Yes. And which means Holly Flax, Michael's girlfriend, can come back or ex-girlfriend because uh, she filled in when Toby went to Costa Rica. So... Toby can't say exactly what case he has. He says it's a high profile case and he's like feeling around he's his like, neck, yeah, trying to like, yeah, trying to like r- pulling around his collar and they guess the Scranton Strangler. And he's like, I can neither confirm nor deny this, but I'll be up to my neck in jury yeah. duty or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he's now on the jury. People have, so Part of this is if he got caught, how could he be on the jury? So the theory is that he set somebody up when he was trying to escape and made like somebody else took the fall and he got away. And he like the thought is he bribed somebody to get on the jury so he could be on the case and find this guy guilty. Okay. That's the line of thinking. Yeah. Could be. Could and, very well be. And s- Go on. No, go ahead. And so epi- uh, season seven, episode 20, Michael's Last Dundies, where they give <laughs> Toby a Dundee. What was it? Like the Repulsiveness the Award? The Repulsiveness Award or something. <laughs> something like and it's like so demeaning so and bad. so horrible to Toby. And they're like, you got to go up, man. And so it's, he's like, oh, It's Michael's Last Dundies. You got to yeah. play along, man. You got to play along. And so he goes up and he's like, I actually want to use this as a platform to talk about my time on the jury for the Scranton Strangler. And I actually think he's innocent. And he's like, of course, everyone like kicks him off the stage. Michael shoves him off the stage. Nobody cares. But that's kind of like, oh, okay. Now he was found guilty, but now you're thinking he's innocent. And the story develops more from there with Toby sharing his thoughts on how the Scranton Strangler, George Howard Scubb, was set up. He was a patsy. He was framed. He didn't do it. 
but Toby was pressured to convict him to say he pressured was con- to convict. He right? was. He, he or so he says. Yes. So it's thought there, if Toby's the Scranton Strangler, then he knows the guy didn't do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I also look at it like because he talks about it ad nauseum. He like people get so sick of hearing him talk about it. It's kind of like his shtick. Like he just starts talking and it people they don't care. But if I'm just trying to put myself in the shoes if I were a serial killer. This if, is a fictional show. Yes. <laughs> if I was the Scranton Strangler and I was Toby, this is something where people wanted to know it piqued their interest when, like, you know, he had the case. People were interested about the story, what happened. People are paying attention to him. So if that was me, I'd be like, oh, I'm getting attention. So why wouldn't I use like, oh, I think he's innocent to bring more people in and want to have them listen to me again. It obviously backfires if that's the, if that's what he's thinking. But just kind of putting myself in those shoes, they, they might find me interesting and want to talk to me and hang out with me. All right. Yeah, that's just kind of how I was thinking if that was the case. Now... We should talk about the Flenderson files. Oh, yes, the Flenderson files. You can't leave the Flenderson files out. No. Because Toby is also an aspiring detective novelist. Yes. Yes. And he writes a series of novels called The Flenderson Files, where there's a detective who solves crimes, and different things come up. So there's an episode where Joe Bennett, the owner of Sabre, who buys out Dunder Mifflin, is sitting down. They're looking at computers to find out who was a whistleblower on a printer catching fire, and they're going through computers, and she says to Toby, I know you didn't do it, but we found this on your computer, and she pulls out the novel printed, and she's like, it's actually like saying it's pretty good, but she wants to know... Why would somebody who doesn't like being around people, what was it like, be with the maid or like, be with the maid, be with a maid or lines, yeah. hang out with the maid or pay attention to her? She goes, Now I'm thinking it's one of two things. Either he knows something about her that she doesn't, or he wants to use her to clean up something afterwards for her cleaning services. Yeah. And Toby kind of cleaning services. Yeah, and Toby like clean up the blood. Yeah, and And Toby kind of smirks. He's like, yes. And then they show him when he's back at his desk, like write your own damn novel. Yeah, yeah. And and again, (laughs) these little cracks of things coming out. Um, In season five, do I write? Did I write down Uh, episode ten? I think that was the one where Toby's talking. Was that? It was might have been the radon and. They're talking about like, <laughs> like asbestos and he, things like that. He goes, it's putting, like, he's putting little the the little radon. Wait, is that the same? I'm not sure if it's that, or it might have been when the surplus. And he's, okay. I think it was the surplus right. where he's like, we Talk can get about rid asbestos. of asbestos. We can get rid of the asbestos because it's it's we haven't had these the air checked. We haven't had the ceilings checked for asbestos. It's the silent killer, and Michael says to him. You're the silent killer. And Toby mutters under his breath, you'll see. He like mutters, you'll see. Now, one could say, he's saying you'll see, like, if we all get sick and die from asbestos, you could very easily put it that way. But 
if you're looking at it like he is the Scranton Strangler, you could say, oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Because this is this is before we know of the Scranton Strangler because this was season five. Sure. There was something else I wanted to bring up about Toby and these little things coming out because, again, he seems so nice. But then I can't remember the episode, but I know there was at least one episode where he tries to throw Jim under the bus. And we watched it not too long ago. And I'm thinking, why is he trying to get Jim in trouble? Like, and then I remembered, oh, yeah, because Jim is with Pam and he wants to get rid of him. So I was, so again, it's just these cracks of like, he's kind of a dick when he wants to be. He has the capability. He has it. Yes. It's in him. Yes, it is. Um, now, season nine, episode 19, Stairmageddon. During this point, Jim and Pam are having some issues and he sits down and talks to Toby. About, Who sits down? And I'm sorry, Jim Toby. sits down and talks to Toby and about his divorce and marriage they're, counseling. Right. He, they're going to start marriage counseling. So he wants to talk to Toby about marriage counseling. And this is when he says, <gasps> Kelly called it 2013. Kelly called it. Like as in meaning yeah. Kelly called Jim and Pam are only going to make it to yeah. 2013 and then they're going to be done essentially. So I feel like Toby actually, he's like, Oh no, you know, like are, are you guys in counseling? And he seems legitimately like, okay, he's he actually, coming to me. Yeah, I want to help him. He actually does seem legitimately concerned. Yeah. Like he wants to help. And then Clark walks in and he's like, out, out. Like kicking out, him out. out. Kicking him out like a dick. Like would, you never really see this side of Toby. I was like when somebody's like pissed at their dog for like getting in the way. Yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> he's like, oh, no, no, get out, get out. Like won't even let the guy talk. And he's like, I'm sorry. He goes, you're right. And, and he like under his breath, again, the under the breath okay. muttering. He's like, I'm going to kill him. Yeah. I'm going to kill him. Yeah. And, and I had, that's when I had to, I didn't know what he said. Because I couldn't make it out, and I put the captions on and got it. And then I went, oh, that's what he's saying? And then I turned it up really loud and went, oh, yeah, that's what he's saying. Yes. Now, also in season nine, we mentioned all he does is talk about... All uh, he does is talk about... George Howard Scubb and how he thinks he's innocent. Right. So there's a character that comes along towards the end of the series, Nellie, and he becomes interested in her, so he's moved on, which might be why he's more interested in helping Jim. Because he's moved on to liking sure. Nellie. Okay. And Nellie made the mistake during the Christmas party of like, who's the Scranton Strangler? Like, what what's going on with this? And so again, <gasps> somebody to listen to him. And again, this is somebody who he likes too. So, oh, Well, you left out the part. He likes her because for Halloween, she dressed up as him. Yeah, <laughs> she as Toby. She dressed up as Toby. Which... I, I was like, I'm confused because there's a part where she takes off the wig at the end and her she has red hair and her hair comes down and he has like flowers for her and he watches her move the wig. And, oh, and this is something else to mention. And then he kind of like, because he's in the little kitchen area between the office and the annex and he kind of turns around and he starts smashing the flowers like, and he's all pissed and everything. And I'm just like, I don't know why. I he's don't know. Pissed. It's I don't weird, get, but he, but it's a small glimpse of him like snapping, snapping. Yeah. yeah. 
just like nuts, like goes nuts. Like, like he's weirdly a, nuts. Yeah. yeah. Like over the top, like maniacal, crazy, like violent nuts. Yeah. yeah. It, it, it was very it, it weird. Was, it was brief. It was like three seconds of him just smashing yeah. flowers. And, like and I had said to Alex, like, I guess I'm just confused. I don't know why the wig coming off. The only thing I can think of is maybe he sees like, it's not real. She really like, maybe he realizes she's making fun of him. Maybe, I don't know what it is, but so there's a part where he, all he does is talk about the Scranton Strangler and Nellie wants to go and go. I think it was, was it during the Christmas party? Yes. Yes. And so she's like, no, no. And she's like trying to get him to stop. She's and trying like, to get him to shut up because yeah. he's just been blabbing and so for he hours. He kisses her. Well, no, he says he says to her, "Are you gonna kiss me?" Oh, that's right. Yeah. And she goes, "Yes." Because she just wants him <laughs> she to just shut wants up. Him to shut the fuck up. And he kisses her. And so he kisses her. Yeah. And from there, he thinks he's in a relationship with her again. Delusional. He thinks a there's something bit. going yeah. on. Yeah. Really, because like for yeah. like a, a few episodes down, he's like, well. Some people don't have what we have. And he puts like his hand, like rubs his hand on her hand. And she's and like, she's what like, the fuck <laughs> is he talking yeah, about? Like, what? Yeah. Yeah. Like what? Yeah. Uh-huh. And then she's like, oh yeah. Like she remembers. She remembers that they kissed. Yeah. Yes. Um, <laughs> so, so in season nine, Toby, like he's like talking about George Howard Scubb, how he thinks he's innocent again. And Nellie gets so sick of it. And she's like, I'm sick of hearing about the bloody Scranton Strangler. And she's like all like, it's just a great do something. <laughs> I know my horrible <laughs> English accent. It's no better than mine. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. So uh, he, so she's like, just go already. Like, she's like, what, are you going to wait another year to lick the stamp and mail it out? She's, again, busting his balls, but for good reason, because all he does is talk about it and there's no action. So he's like, okay, I'm going to do it. So he decides to go to the jail, go to prison and meet with George Howard Scubb and tell him that I was on the jury and I said you were guilty, but I think think you're you're innocent. innocent. Yeah. And he is to the camera saying he, again, delusional. I think this is going to be a good friendship. And I wonder with that, is it an, if he was the Scranton Strangler, is this an act to just make it him seem more innocent? Or is it again, being so delusional? I think it's delusion. I, you know, like being so delusional that you're the murderer, you kill people in this fictional setting, but you kill people and you set up a guy to take the fall for you. You convict him. You get him convicted. And now you want to be his friend. And I don't know, is it a savior complex of, I want to be this guy's savior. I want him to look at me like, you do think I'm innocent and you'll help me. And again, you could say it's that loneliness. He's so lonely. He has no connections that he's just super delusional thinking this might be how I can do it. Could be. Yep. And of of course, for those who watched it, Nellie has to go pick him up because you see him getting wheeled he out gets into the wheeled out of the prison on a gurney. Yep. Because apparently George Howard Scubb Strangled him. Strangled him. The so, proof is in the grip. <laughs> yes. So, and he can't talk. I guess he his throat got bruised real bad or whatever. Yeah. He he can't talk for like two weeks or something. So, 
you're led to believe that, oh, well, okay, I guess that he really was the Scranton Strangler because he just tried to strangle Toby. But... One could argue, if somebody set you up for multiple murders and you're in prison rotting and they said that you were guilty knowing you weren't, like if he said, even if he's like, I guess you could look at it two ways. One, he says like, oh, I was on the jury. Still, you'd be pissed. But two, if he said, I'm the Scranton Strangler. If he's, yeah, if he's crazy enough and delusional enough he goes in and he says, I know you're innocent. You know how I know you're innocent? Because it's me. I'm the one that's a scr- And then this fucking guy who's in there, wrongfully convicted, now mm-hmm. is like, fuck, motherfucker, I'm going to kill you. Yeah. It makes sense that mm-hmm. way, too. Yeah. So, once again, the brilliance of the writing on this show, because you could argue, argue excuse me, either way. Either way. And, and the things that Toby says are so vague, but they fit. For him being the strangler or just as him a throwaway line that just anybody Mm -hmm. would say in his position. That's the brilliance of the writing on this show. So I just had to mention that. Now, there have been thoughts where people have said it's really Creed. Yes. And and the reason why, and I get that line of thinking, but I don't think so. Because I think Creed is one too obvious. But also, we've seen what car Creed drives. That was yeah, a car being I think driven. It's a Cadillac that he drives. It's right? like a maroon Cadillac or Lincoln or something. It's but, like an but, older car. But uh, yeah, Creed's kind of a shady character. Uh, you see early on uh, in a bar where a bunch of young kids come and see him. Hey, Creed, because he sells mm-hmm. them fake IDs. There's a Halloween episode where he comes in. And he has blood splatter on his shirt, and it's Halloween. And they're like, "Oh, nice costume." He's like, "Costume? Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Costume. Halloween, yeah." yeah. yeah. And, uh, and he. And, and he's like, oh, I picked a perfect day to come in or, or whatever, whatever yeah. he said, he made some line, but essentially hinting that, or saying that the blood on his shirt's actually not, not Halloween, for Halloween blood. It's actually real blood. Yeah. Like he just did something. We Throughout the series, we know he's like, he sells when, um, Dendra Mifflin gets bought out. He starts selling everything. Yeah, he starts. <laughs> and he, you know, he's like taking the money. We know he's already kind of shady. He's he a doesn't shady even dude. remember what he, he does there. Creed, Creed is not his real name. And that's not, yeah, like... He says it, he says what, I forget what his name is in the show, or like his real name is in the show, but he, te- everybody thinks his name is Creed because he says that, uh, what, what, oh, I can't remember the line now. I've watched the show so many times, I can't remember the line. But essentially, he's like, you know, who else, whatever, something or other, he's like, or, or something like, uh, you know, who knows the real something or other? Creed Bratton. Like, oh, remember, you yeah, know what I'm saying? You I know what line? you're referring to, yeah. I can't remember yeah. the exact line, but... Essentially saying that the real Creed Bratton is dead and he has assumed the identity yes. of Creed Bratton. And even in the finale, like he, they discover he's wanted yeah. by like yeah. the FBI. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I don't like his character doesn't come off as the stranglery type. That's just my two cents. I like Creed. <laughs> <laughs> maybe he is. Maybe he is. Who, maybe, who maybe. But I that's don't know. The other I think Toby is better fitting. I, thi- I think it fits better as yes. Toby as it's well. It's just funner. Agreed. I agree. Yeah. Now, and, and somebody else, like I've seen comments about maybe Gabe. <sighs> I don't like Gabe for the Strangler. I don't, I don't, think, I don't, I don't think so. Yeah. He's weird. He's, He's definitely yeah. weird. The character is definitely weird, but. He no, seems more pathetic than like snappy. I don't like I don't like him as I don't like him for the strangler. Yeah. I could see him being like a rapist or something like that. But I don't I yeah. don't see him as I'll the strangler. Give me that. Yeah. 
I don't know. Listen to us. <laughs> These somebody's just turning. Characters. If somebody's just turning the show on now, like say I they could fast see him forward. as a rapist. Yeah, could you? You know, fictional geez. characters. Yes. The, the the usual serious stuff that we talk about on this show, mm-hmm. and. I mean, this is just definitely a departure from what we normally talk about here. But we like to do this kind of stuff. Oh, it's absolutely. fun. You have to have fun. Absolutely. You have to be silly. You just have to enjoy everything. Of course. I just wanted to mention as well the season finale, uh, the series finale. Yes. Toby. So again, he, he everyone's coming together for the reunion and for Dwight's wedding. And we see Toby at the airport and... He sees Nellie, and we learn that obviously there was a little bit of possible stalking issues. Uh, she's like, what? What was it like? Something about like social media, Twitter, or Facebook, and he was he commented like, "Well, you can't, like, you can't stop people from seeing your tweets or something like that." Again, it's just yeah, like a, other, a like boundary another, kind of thing. Yeah. Like, leave me alone, and it's like, well, technically, I can still. It's public, so I can see it. Yeah. Um, and then he talks about his roommates. He moves to New York to be a novelist. Yeah. And he has, what, six roommates? I think so. And he makes yeah. a comment like, well, the good thing about roommates is if they want to leave you, they have to give 30 days notice. Yeah. Again, how sad and lonely is he that he basically, in order to get people to be near him, he has to have some kind of arrangement, like a like a living arrangement of roommates. And it just reminded me, Phyllis's wedding, he shows up with like a really pretty woman. Yeah. And was it Kevin hints that she's a paid escort? Right. And it, he's like, oh, I met her at the gym. I met her at the gym. Yeah. But yeah. it's just interesting because now looking back, it would seem more likely that she was paid. Could be because she was, she was definitely a looker. Yeah. She was, she was real attractive. <laughs> And I wondered too, I was like, is it just trying to dig at Toby when he actually can get a girl? But if you keep watching, it doesn't seem that way and it just gets worse and worse. Yeah. So then kind of going through the entire season, having watched as many times as we have, it makes you think like, I could see her being a lady of the evening. And Kevin would know because he's a, he's a big time gambler. Mm-hmm. He's into the nightlife and clubs and, and yeah, I think it, it hints that he maybe knows some people in the mob and that kind yeah. of thing. So, yeah, so it definitely is hinted at uh, for sure. So it could very well be. Yeah, absolutely. I, now, I know that after NBC did, uh, like, I, th- I can't remember, I think it was uh, like a web series or something they did, like a kind of like after the office kind of thing, and it and it showed that Toby became like another HR manager was it like tj max Max, yeah yeah so that's what ends up happening after the show in storyline to the character so he never got caught if he was the strangler now so do you think for sure that you like toby as the uh, i love toby as the scranton strangler i I love it i think so too and fun funny enough and I'm actually I'll I'll link this in the show notes too, so everybody anybody that maybe has not seen it can check it out. The office has a YouTube channel, so I don't know who runs it exactly, but it's the official channel of the show. They have a YouTube channel. They put clips and things like that on there. Uh, I think it was it 2018 or 2019. They they did a spoof of 
the Netflix series Making a Mur- Making a Murder. Is that what it was called? Make it. We don't have Netflix. I, I don't know. I'm not sure, but it, and it was called Making the Making the Stra- Making the Strangler. I think making or Making a Strangler, making or, something a strangler like that, or something yeah. like that. And it was done in the vein of that Making a Murder show of Netflix. And it's all the clips of Toby, a lot of the clips that we talked about, and then some, all kind of put together in sequence, basically telling you, yeah, he's the Scranton Strangler. So I don't know if the office, they must have seen these fan theories online or whatever. If they just took it and ran with it or if they were like, Or if oh, they were like, oh, somebody fi- actually figured yeah. it out. Let's, let's tell them that's what it is. Now, they never actually come out and say it at all, but it's kind of obvious at that point that, okay, they just edited all these clips together. They're showing you, here it is. Here's the progression of the character, and then, obviously, they're telling you. I mean, yeah, that's got to be it. Now, there have been talks about a reunion show. Um, They've been talking about a reunion show for years. And Peacock had something where it showed like clips that look like they filmed something, but it's really confusing. Yeah, I don't know. I I, I don't know what to make of it, honestly. Uh, I I think I've heard, I say I've heard, like I've talked to these people or something, but, you know, through different articles I've read, podcasts, all those two, that kind of thing. All the cast members are on board. So it's not like you have like one or two that are like, eh, I'm, I'm, I'm all set. They all loved working on the show. So what are they waiting for? And, and yeah, and for one reason or another, they just haven't put it together yet. But what? I think that we're probably going to see an office reunion. Now, I don't know. I'll be honest with you. I don't know that I want to see the office reunion. I don't know that I want to see. I don't I don't know. I because there's talk that they're going to do another series. I don't know if I want to see that. Maybe a one-off kind of like special well, I think would if they be did all like right, a one or two hour maybe like reunion show. I an episode. I, I just think, think that'd be that fun. that show ended so perfectly. Mm-hmm. Just the the very last episode was so perfect, tied together. Everything was so well done. You had Steve Carell come back for a cameo and everything. I thought it was done so perfectly. I wouldn't, I personally, the artist in me wouldn't want to mess with that. Well, all I'm saying is if they did that, I think it would be so funny if they have Toby in prison because (laughs) while he was working at TJ Maxx, he got busted strangling somebody else. Imagine. That would be funny. (laughs) Then it turns out he really was the Scranton Strangler. That would be something. That would be fabulous. That would be something. So, yeah, I don't know if they're going to do it or not. I. Mm -hmm. I, I, I'm guessing they probably will because there's there's probably just too much money <laughs> involved in that. It, it, because again, just with the with how big the show has become since it went off the air. But I personally, I don't know if I I'll watch it, if it when it comes out, of course. Yeah. But mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm not really too psyched about it. That's just me. Well, we'll see if it That's even happens. Me. We're not going to worry about no, that. No. Is there I'm anything still. else you want to mention about? No, just I think I think that. It was just kind of kind of a cool little uh, thing. When I saw it, I was like, oh, my gosh. I was like, we need to talk it about this. It makes sense. Yes. <laughs> and again, like we, we watched probably the whole series twice around trying to pick up on just Just trying to things. pick up yeah. on things related to this. And all yeah. I knew when I was watching it was you said... Toby, it's believed, is the Scranton Strangler. Yeah, I, I think didn't I, I think read I t- I think anything. I, yeah, I think you I, texted it to me. Yeah, I was like... 
you're never gonna you're never gonna guess. But <laughs> I didn't read any articles. I didn't watch anything. I didn't hear anything. So like a lot of the stuff was me just watching. Yeah. And then after, that's when I started well, looking and seeing what other people said. Well, like like I said earlier, when I first saw the all I saw was like the the like the the heading on I think it was Reddit. Uh, this the Scranton Strangler is dot dot dot, and then you go in. It's Toby, and I as soon as I saw that, I went. It, like a light bulb went off and like all the different things just kind of clicked. I went, oh yeah, of course it is. And then I, then I started looking at a couple of things. I just kind of scrolling. I'm like, yep, that's right. Yep, yep, mm-hmm, yep. Ah, perfect. Makes sense. Yeah, but it just like, once I saw it, it just clicked. Like, oh yeah, yeah it's definitely, it's gotta be him. Another episode <laughs> that I would love to talk to is, I want to talk about like Jim. Because uh, everyone... Uh, not now, time. but another I'm time. saying another time, like another episode. Because <laughs> sure. I want to talk just like about Jim, because the more you watch it, at least for me personally. He becomes unlikable. He does. And I'm like, he's a dick. He, he, do, he like, becomes this, unlikable. Yeah. This character everybody loves. And after he, watching the series so many times, I'm just like, Jim's a dick. I start. Yeah, it's weird. It's it, like now the more I watch. The he's more a I'm selfish like, prick. Uh, yeah, well, well, we'll just leave it at that. We won't get we'll to leave it. it at that. We'll talk about another episode down the road. <laughs> and of course, you know, people are going listen, to listen to that and be like, well, what's wrong with these people? How can they not like Jim? Oh. Well, well, you'll have to tune in for that episode. Jim's not all bad. He's no, not all, but, but there are, yeah. We'll and, talk and about it we'll another talk, episode. Another It'll probably be like eight months down the road. Yeah, and we got to talk about how Michael Scott is really a genius. Yes, he is. That's my theory. That yes. Michael Scott is secretly a genius who's working everybody. We could we could do that in one episode. Jeez, we should just do another Office podcast. In addition to the homework pie, we'll do one just on the Office. We watched it enough. Oh, jeez, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. So hopefully everybody enjoyed this little, <laughs> this little. Uh, Funness. Fun, I guess. Yeah. Uh, a, a we break, hope you had a fun. A break from seriousness. Yeah. And just us <laughs> diving into a, a fictional show well, and for just those having some fun. who've been listening for a long time, it's like, we like to have fun. We like to do serious things and things yeah. that make you think, but we also like to have fun and be silly and just because that's life. Life yeah. is just about like... Taking the good from everything and what makes you happy and what makes you feel good, regardless of if you think it's a psyop or if it's all fake, like you still have to be able to enjoy life. Which and it all is. So who cares? <laughs> Just take what you like and enjoy it. We exactly. like the office and we know a lot of people do too. So yeah. And if you don't, hey, that's cool too. That's okay. Hopefully you still enjoy the episode if you're still listening or watching. Yeah. So yeah, this was fun. Yes. Now, um, Anything else you want to talk about? Anything not related to the office? We usually talk about that at the beginning of the show, we but do. Uh, no, we kind of jump right in there. Kind of jump right in. I liked it. Yeah, yeah let, let's close it on this good note. Let's just have it sure. about Toby. Um, I'll throw in there. <laughs> we'll close on this good note about Toby, who's a serial killer. I, yeah. I just got the goodbye Toby <laughs> song by yeah. the the Super Tramp. Yeah, good stuff. Uh, version of Goodbye Toby. Um, I just want to throw it out there. You can find me at tarotbymonique.com. I have an Etsy shop, Wonders by Monique. I am on Twitter at underscore Monique Giselle underscore, and that's Giselle with one L. And 
Where can people find you? I'm on Twitter at the Alex Arion. You can also check out alexarionfitness.com. And uh, for us, the podcast, we are on Twitter at HomewreckerPod. And we have a website, HomewreckerPodcast.com. And as always, hit that sub, not subscribe, the follow button or subscribe, whatever. Whatever's there. Whatever's there, if you don't mind. And if you got a minute or two and you don't mind leaving a nice five star review. Yes, some people left uh, some. Thank you. Thank you so much. We really appreciate that. It helps just, helps, you know, build the audience, give us more visibility, that kind of thing. So we appreciate it very much. Mm -hmm. Uh, And of course, uh, subscribe, follow. Like YouTube, videos, YouTube, Radeon, and, and Odyssey. There you go. We're yes. talking over each other there, but it happens. It's it does. okay. And I just want to send love to everybody. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And and again, with uh, time being everybody's most valuable currency, we appreciate everybody that spends their time with us each and every week. We do. Thank you so much. We really do appreciate it. So until next time. Smiling at. No, oh, just thinking about that. That people <laughs> share their time with us. Yeah, and it's, it's it's really, really cool. cool. And I just I love that, and I love the connections that we form, and it's just nice. Absolutely. So once That's again, all. thank you to everybody, and until next time, I am the Golden Greek Alex Arion, joined as always by my beautiful, lovely, gorgeous, not wearing any makeup, and looking better than ever. And people are like, she looks exactly the same. <laughs> I see a difference. My trophy wife, the lovely Monique. And you've been listening to the Homewrecker Podcast. Goodbye, Toby. Goodbye, Toby. Goodbye, Toby. Goodbye, Toby.